What's the most important resource that you have? If you really thought about this deeply, I think you'd come to the same conclusion that Joey and I did. It's time. In our newest book, What's Without Wall Street, The Three Steps to Financial Freedom Through Passive Income, we talk about how are we tracking that time? Well, what is the thing that we can do to get more of that time back? That's right. If you've ever been listening to our podcast and thought, man, it would be amazing if I could take all the things that you guys have learned over the last 10 years and just summarize them, put them in some way to easily digest them and take action, that's what this book is all about. You're not going to want to miss it. Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash new book and get your copy today. All right. This is a special introduction today because Russ is out of town, the idea guy. And instead, I felt like downtown Ernie Brown brought the heat on today's podcast. And he, he wanted to talk to you about impact. And you were just sharing with me a story, Ernie, um, about something that's been happening at your house. Talk, talk to us about impacting the next generation. Yeah, well, hey, glad to be in the side saddle with you today. Yeah. Tap, tap side saddle, side car, in, coach. Yeah, let's go side it. saddle. <laughs> yeah, we. Well, it's it's uh it's it's graduation time. Schools around America, college graduation. My wife has hosted uh, a college girls small group at our house on Monday nights these past several years, and uh, which means uh, two things. Uh, the first and more important for me is I got to get out. I'm out not of the welcome. House. <laughs> I'm not welcome. It's it's ladies takeover on Monday yes. nights. So it's become my workout. I've been I've been podcasting, learning, working out on Mondays. Uh, but secondly, uh, this group of girls is now graduating, and I'll be honest. I hope they're not listening. There's highs and lows. Of of doing something like that. There's the frustrations of of college girls' schedules just being crazy and all over the place, and just seemed like every week someone wasn't coming. Um, but this past week, we had a we we gr I grilled out for them, and then I got out of there. I got kicked out. But oh, it was the last week go. Of celebrating. Go. Yeah, hot dog and and gone. <laughs> so and, and and afterwards we were. We were just, Caroline and I were talking these, this was the last group girls left. Caroline made these little bags, encouraging bags, happies as she calls them. We were just reflecting on, on the whole, been so valuable to be able to meet together. I feel like these girls have grown. Caroline's seen growth, been able to have uh, specific times to meet up with them and, and talk with them. And it's been a really rewarding experience. And, and I'm so proud of her. Well, I, I love that story because, you know, today's topic is all about impacting. How do we impact the next generation? There's tons of things that you and the other coaches brought out in this episode, practical ideas. Like I think sometimes it's one of those things that we are our own worst enemy that we think that we don't know where to start. So we don't, um, we don't take action even as imperfectly as we could uh, in that direction. And, and I think it leads to a lot of regret. And that's the goal of today, I think, is to, to get regret out of your vocabulary and to help you take action in the right direction. Because um, your, your next generation deserves it for you to show up. 
And uh, so there's a lot of talk about leadership in this podcast um, and, and how to do that. So thank you for sharing that, Ernie, that story that Caroline did, because it's such a great picture of consistent, intentional time and all those things play into making an impact. So there's no telling what that will be until much down the road when you look back and maybe those girls mention something that was said or something that, you know, uh, happened in those groups or outside of that group because of the relationship. Uh, but that, that gets me fired up and, and I hope it will for you too. So I don't want to take any more from the meat of our, our podcast today. So we're going to go to the table, Ernie, and we're going to step up to the table and we're going to belly up. Welcome to the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast, your guide to understanding how to get out of the Wall Street rat race and start your own mailbox money lifestyle. Now, don't let these handsome Southern draws fool you. These financial minds are teaching our country to enhance savings, increase cash flow, and create passive income, all without the help of Wall Street. Are you ready to break through? Now, here are your hosts, Russ Morgan and Joey Murray. Welcome to the Financial Freedom Roundtable, where each week we go deep in one of these main topics that will help you take the next step to financial freedom. I'm Joey, the Italian Stallion Murray, and I am here joined with the greatest financial coaches of all time. Is that bold? Can I say that? Because yeah, I absolutely did. can say it. Yeah. yeah okay. you, should, you should say it actually. All right. Now we're at the round table. That's why we call this the round table podcast. It's a virtual round table nonetheless, but I've got with me here to my left, the man we call Mr. Incredible, the man with the million dollar smile with the mustache hanging over the top. My man, JD Hill. Welcome JD. Hey, thank you for the mustache shout out. I really appreciate it. Hopefully that will encourage some folks that uh, are, are listening to actually come and, and watch uh, the replay on YouTube because you will get to see <laughs> the glory that is in this mustache. I'm really glad to be here. Well, I just know it's here for a short time. So I have to make sure and, and get the call out before it goes the way of the Fu Manchu or something else. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. All I'm, right, I'm currently we're... in a midlife crisis. <laughs> mid facial hair crisis. That's right. Um, now we've got two other guys joining us here to Thank your goodness. right, to your right, JD. We've got the man who is known as the financial detective. He goes deep into your financial history and current situation to say, where are the gaps? Where's the opportunities? How can we get a plan together to get you to financial freedom? None other than Mr. Downtown. Ernie Brown. Hey, hey. what's Welcome, up? Welcome, my friend. Thank you. And I'm, I am by far the least cool looking person in this group right now, Man. which is unusual. To be well, honest, is unusual for me. Thank you. I dude. know. Usually Russ is here. So that's right. Like uh, <laughs> uh, he does even out the bottom, uh, bottom part of this. But, but the good news is we have one more guy here at the round table. He's the retiree. He's the guy you've known to love come over the intercom to say we are prepared for landing. Mr. Mark, the Gooch Haraguchi. Welcome, my friend. 
afternoon. I, mean, I, I don't think I've ever said we are prepared for landing. <laughs> I, you know, I, I didn't know what to say. I mean, I, this, I'm is not your captain. Captain. this is your captain yeah. speaking. Like, I kind of think that would like instill a bit of fear in the passengers. Like, just now? Like, <laughs> only prepared now? What happened? To, what, what about the other five hours of flight? You're like, I have no idea. No idea. I'm not even driving this thing. <laughs> Uh, well, so rather than me, you know, waste our time trying to become a captain that I am not, we're here to talk about how to impact the next generation, right? And why, why do you think we're talking about this today, Mark? Like what, in your mind, why does this even matter? Well, for me, I'm, I'm, you know, selfishly, as, as I begin to grow my tribe, you know, I have to start thinking about, you know, potential next generation opportunities. And so I, I, I've got to think about this, you know, how, how can I impact and what steps can I take today to impact that and really take it broader? Because I, I also think you, you want to be thinking about, you know, well, what about your community? Because your community also involves the next generation, too. Oh, great point. Great point. We should always be thinking about this question, right? And now we're not always considering it. I personally, I think it's a more when you are thinking in abundance, when you are thinking in abundance, you're thinking, how can I pass on this? Whatever it is that I've learned or I have currently a value, I want to impact somebody with that either message or tool or whatever it may be that I am currently enjoying or whatever. Right now, but that's, that's my thought is that I've gained something of value. I want to pass it on. Ernie, what about you? What's your first take on this? My new first take is I like what you say about abundance. What is the opposite of abundance? Scarcity. Wall street. <sighs> How yeah. can I impact the next generation? Loud. He just said it out loud. What, what are we, what are we operating in? what environment, what are the loud, loud voices, loud noises in the room? What is infiltrating our minds, which is infiltrating what we think about and what we believe and what we want. I would think, I would say the result of wall street thinking uh, has nothing to do with legacy and has everything to do with self. Mm. How can you leave a legacy? How can you impact the next generation if that is your thought process? So why, why is this important is because I think that default mode is to focus on accumulating enough so that we can live on just enough and leave very little. That's not, that's not a good formula, is it? Well, it's a, it's a fine formula. But good is the enemy of great. Oh, man, Ernie is on fire today, guys. Dropping bombs. Man. All right, JD, not to be left out. First take, why is this important? Um, if I had my notes on this, I could, I could probably re, you know, recall what we <laughs> talked about uh, last week, but I don't, uh, or yesterday, rather. Uh, I think it's important because um, when you look at Western culture specifically, our culture is um, very, very individualistic, right? It's very me focused. A lot of what, what Ernie was talking about. And um, I think when you, when you kind of examine the landscape of folks that have had some real meaningful success, it's folks that have not thought about themselves, but more about impact they can have in other places, right? Whether that's 
your family, right? Whether that's on, on the lives of folks around you in terms of, you know, leaving the world a better place than you found it, but it's, it's doing something that's bigger or better than yourself. Cause if all you do is focus on yourself, it's a very small world, right? It's a very small space. Uh, and so I think it's really important because if you want to have a big impact, which I, I teach my kids this all the time, that wealth creation is directly tied to value creation. Mm. And if the only life you're adding value to is yourself, you're not going to make a lot of money. Mm. Right. So, so I think it's important because again, if what we talk about all the time is financial freedom, right. Becoming free. You can't do that. If all you do is just focus on you. Hmm. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it for as you're driving down the road, as you're working out right now, whatever you're doing, if your initial thought to this topic was the opposite of what we're talking about, how can I have an impact? You're, you're not thinking about that. I want that to be a challenge to you right now to say, why, why isn't this a question on your mind and has wall street potentially, or other factors affected that mindset to keep you in a scarce way of thinking? That's just a, that's just a question. I, I'm going to leave you to, to do that pondering yourself, but in the meantime, Mark, why don't you break down? What do you think the three things how we can take this topic and give it kind of three main points that we can talk to today. I think we should probably go down the road of you know, types of impact, right? If, if we're talking about impacting the next generation, well, what, what type of impact do you want to be looking at? Is it, is it a financial impact, uh, economic impact, a presence impact, uh, even the educational impact, right? We've, we've been touching on that here. Secondly, um, why do you want to impact the next generation? what's the why? Why do you want to do it? Um, and then thirdly, how? How do you create that, that impact that you just described? How do you implement that? How do you make that happen? So, so to kick that one off, you know, I'll, I'll start off on the first one, the, the type of impact, you know, financial, economic, presence, or otherwise. Um, when I moved back to Hawaii for the, for the first time, um, my parents were kind enough to let me stay in the house and they had uh, purchased me a car when I graduated school as a, hey, congratulations, uh, you're off the payroll. Here's a car, go drive away and figure it out. Um, and so it was great. So I had that car. And when I left that job on the mainland and moved home, I sold the car and I told my parents, hey, I'm going to give you all the money that I get for the car. I'm going to give it back to you because I was technically, you know, your car, but you gifted it to me. And my dad said, well, that's, that's great. Thank you. Um, what are you going to drive now? I said, well, I, um, I got a brand new job. I, I think I should go get a brand new car, you know, and you know, get, a, get a nice new truck. And my dad said, huh, interesting. So if you want to go get a brand new truck, I want all the money I paid for that car back. What? Excuse me? Not just the amount yeah. that you made off the sale, but like right. the original it's, it's principal. So, so the original sticker price that, I, that we cut a check for for that car, I want it all back not just what you sold it for. He said, or you could be smart and you could take the truck that's in the driveway and we'll call it even. Wow. I took the truck <laughs> because he was, he was creating an impact of, on me of why are you going to go pay for something that you don't have to pay for? Like we are, we are ready to help you and, and help you get started here. This is a, perfect leg up for you. It's not going to put you in any type of financial hole or feel free to go dig an even deeper hole if you want to. And so that was his impact on me of, you know, don't just go buy something because that's what everyone else is doing. That's foolish. Mm. 
So from an economic or financial standpoint, that was a, really it was education too. Ultimately, he was educating you on how to make a good financial decision. He went for the hat trick. He got all three of them in there. <laughs> well done. Earn, what about you? When you think about the types of impact? Well, just as a, a bit of a side note, how can we, how can we maybe not leave an impact? Uh, when we talk about these things, one thing is if we live a life of fear. And just as a side note, I think right now, I'm just sensing a, a good bit of anxiousness around me in, in, in my friendships, communities, um, around a lot of things, but I'd say focus on the economy. Mm. And if, if we want to leave an impact, we can't let fear drive. We don't make good decisions when, when fear abounds. And I would say one thing that I hope to leave, uh, what kind of impact do I want to create is, is an impact of, of education and of good thinking and of creating ideas. Because how, how powerful is the idea of infinite banking? Infinitely. It came, wow. it came to Nelson Nash in the middle of one night as he was searching for answers. He had an idea. He had a realization. And how impactful was that in his, in his life? How impactful does that continue to be in his family's life today? How impactful is it in our own families' lives? And how impactful is it for the people that we serve? What a tremendous ideas. And I want to pass along great ideas that I have learned and make sure that those that I have impacted are constantly learning to seek out new ideas. Well, and this leads me, there's the first of all, a great point. Nelson is one of the most uh, intentional people about passing along the, the knowledge and the, the concept that we all kind of live in and breathe. Um, but why did he want to impact the next generation? And why did, why do we, and why should you be looking to impact the next generation? I think that's our next point. And JD, I feel like you had a great um, story of, of just something recently that's happened in your family that kind of brought this to light. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it's interesting when we talk about any of these particular topics, the, the first place we generally go is financial. I mean, obviously we're wealth without wall street. So, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a financial show if you will. But, um, when we were talking specifically about like the next generation or legacy or those types of things, my mind went more towards, um, like spiritually and, and discipleship and, and those types of things for my boys. And, you know, we made a decision, um, at the beginning of last uh, fall to homeschool our kids. Um, and they were going to a really good private Christian school. Um, we thought we were doing everything right. And we went to a, uh, um, a church camp where my wife and I were leaders for, uh, third grade boys for me and then fourth grade girls for her. And it was, it was like seven different churches across the Metroplex. And it was just fascinating because uh, one of the nurses that was there actually went to our church and, and she was saying that this is the first time that she's ever seen this many kids on medication. Um, and not just normal medications, like really, really heavy doses of, of stimulants and narcotics. And then every single one of those kids was also on um, sleep medicine, melatonin at night. 
So they're being drugged in the morning to keep them awake and they're being drugged at night to put them to sleep. And it really, really had a massive impact on my wife and I, as we were just processing, what are we missing? Right. Just with our own kids. And I remember us talking about, um, you know, what a lot of these kids really wanted was just to be noticed. You know, you've got parents that are working so hard to, to try to provide for their kids and in a world that wants to keep us busy uh, and have kids and all these different activities and just moving from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, you miss so much real being real, real uh, intentional time with your kids. And so when we got home, I remember us both talking about the fact, like, I don't remember my, my seven-year-old turning seven. Right. And, and I work from home. My wife stays at home. Um, and so we have very fortunate. We have more time. I think than most two working parents would have to be able to spend with their kids. And for us, even us, we were missing it. Right. And, um, so, so for me, why I wanted to have like impact in the next generation is because as I was looking at my kids, what I realized is that I was outsourcing the most important thing, uh, for me to do as a parent, which was discipling my kids. I was outsourcing that to everyone else, but me right? Which it's, it's my responsibility to, to, to lead in that space. And, uh, so I can either do that or I can outsource it and let the world influence and disciple my kids. And man, if you look around at the world today, it's not a place where, you know, I want, um, the world to really have a, have a heavy influence in, uh, in, in what's happening with, with my kids and, um, solidifying some of their, their thought processes and, uh, their thinking and, and what is really truth versus the whole idea of, well, I know my truth. Right. right. Um, so, so, so that's for me, why, why it's really important for me is because I want to be able to have a massive impact in, in my kids, uh, and in their, they're in their discipleship, uh, and, and raising them correctly. This podcast is amazing. Almost too amazing, Russ. There's too many ideas and I don't know where to get started creating passive income. Well, here's the thing, Joey. I think one of the things you need to consider in that statement is what is it costing you to not know? What is it costing you not to take action? I love the statement that says you don't have to be great to start. You just have to start to be great. If you're struggling on where to start, you have to know what type of investor you are. Know your investor DNA. And if you want to learn more about this, you can join us in our passport challenge at wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash passport. Get started today. Well, and I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piggyback off of that uh, under the same topic of why we want to impact the next generation. To me, it's a stewardship question, right? And I'm, I led off to say that this is coming out of abundance. I have something of value that I want to pass on. And the only reason I think about it in that light is I think like God has given us a tremendous amount of resources, of experiences, of opportunities, of education. And, and I've told Russ this um, before, it's like, if like we can have all the success in the world that we've shared here on the show and other places, but if we don't successfully pass on all these things that have been given to us, there will be no comparison of regret, right? Like if, if my kids have to go on the same journey I did, I mean, I've not, I've not done a good job of, of saving them from the challenges that could have broken their marriage, right? From having to trade time for money at the highest level, thinking that financial freedom was an income, like a high income doesn't equal financial freedom, but I had to learn that the hard way. They don't have to learn that the hard way. If I do my job, 
of really intentionally passing on how the world works in terms of money, right? What a, what a catastrophe that would be a disaster if I had all the success and I look back and my kids didn't learn anything from that. That would be, that would be pathetic. Um, so I think of it as a stewardship issue. Like God's given me this, how do I, how do I steward it? Well, and it has to start at home. Um, if you don't have kids at home, like what you're learning can be passed on to other people. There's mentorships, right? There are people that are hungry for this information. And if you start to see it that way, like this is a gift. I have gold. How do I give it away? Like that's, that's a huge um, reason for this. What would you guys add, uh, Mark or Ernie, would you guys add anything to the idea of why you'd want to impact the next generation? I'd want to throw in, I'm not exactly a super big fan of the World Economic Forum, um, but they, they, they even came out in, in their most, a- April 22nd, they came out and said, you know, poorer than their parents, what's gone wrong for this generation? It's, it has been in the past that one generation basically always expects the next generation to have more opportunities, to have a more solid foundation, to have a better life than what they had. And I think that's the, what, what pretty much all parents want is for their kids to have something better. But now we're starting to see that that might not necessarily be the case for a large swath of the people on this planet right now. And I think that dovetails into, you know, kind of like the, 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 the why, you know, well, why would you want them to be better? Well, why wouldn't you want them to be better? You know, how greedy of you to want the next generation to have it worse off than you. I, I, I struggle to find people that, that would think that way. And so the why of wanting the next generation to have it better, to do better so that they can accomplish more, spend their time more in areas that are befitting to what they want to do and benefiting the world, as opposed to spending their time toiling, trying to figure out everything that I've already figured out. Great point. Earn anything to add to that before we talk about the specific house? Well, yeah, of course. I just first would just, man, it's just a privilege to sit around with you guys and, and to hear this. Uh, this is so encouraging. The thing that I would add, um, similar vein, I, I personally have been so greatly impacted. I have been blessed so much by the presence of, of faithful men in my life to spend time with me and to teach me and share with me, give their time, give their lives that has created just an enormous um, result in me that I, I feel so privileged to have been entrusted with these things. Just one of those things being from Nelson Nash himself in this infinite banking concept and, and the encouragement um, that these people have given me. I'll just say one thing. I remember there, I remember many things from spending time with Nelson Nash. One of the greatest, I'm just a words, you know, I love words of affirmation. Just him telling me one time that he was proud of me, just in, in me kept catching on to this concept. I think I was probably telling him, hey, I'm, probably that I was getting licensed to help other people with this, I think is probably what the time that that time was around. Um, so man, it's just been entrusted with so much and I want to impact the next generation because I keep getting exposed to great needs. For example, Caroline and I were invited to a, a fundraising dinner this past week. And there's just a, a small 
nonprofit school in Birmingham and was just hearing what they're doing with bringing these kids in who are, who don't have resources in their communities to get good education and then wanting to do the, to educate in a, from a Christian perspective. And they are constantly, they have this, this creed, like wealth of that wall street has a creed that we say each week, they say it every single day. And it has so much to do with the dignity that they have and who they were created to be and how they are made to rise up and be honorable, respectable, productive people. And so I just hear about these little things that are going on exposed to great needs of the world and say, look what I've been entrusted with. How can I not get involved? How, how, how foolish would it be to, to keep this Joey to like what you were saying, if I have this and I don't pass it on, if I don't give it away, what have I done? Oh, major regret is what you would live with. Um, so, so let's talk about that. The practical here is how, how do I pass this on to the next generation? How do I impact the next generation? Some specifics, um, JD, why don't you start us off on some specific ways you've either seen clients do this, you yourself, uh, other, other things like that. Yeah. I, I, I think that mm. the most valuable thing that we all have that we actually get less of every day is time. Um, and I've heard of this quote multiple times throughout my life is that if you want to know more about someone, um, check their calendar and check their checkbook, right? Where do they spend their time? Where do they spend their money? Because those are generally the two things that people value the most. And, and so when it comes to, to how, I think it's being intentional with your time, right? It's being intentional with where you're investing that asset and, and who you're investing it with. Uh, and so for me, it's, it's my family. I, I feel a, a strong desire that my number one responsibility and my number one ministry is, is my family and, and, and raising up, you know, three young, godly, honorable men. Um, and so the more time that I can spend with them in, in solidifying particular values, uh, thought processes, um, certain truths, uh, all those types of things, um, I think the, the, the more impact that I can have on them. Um, so it's, it's just, it's being intentional, uh, with your time. But, but I'm going to push back a second and say this. Somebody says, well, I spent a lot of time with my family, but is that really ultimately going to give them the impact that they want? Just spending time doesn't get us anywhere unless it has a specific picture of what you're trying to accomplish, right? When you say, yeah. I want to raise godly, young, godly men, what does that picture look like that then I'm going to make that time useful to that end? That's right. Yeah. So, so thank you. Uh, if I had my notes, I'd have remembered that it's, it's, it's having clarity, <laughs> right. On what you want your life to look like. Cause if you don't have clarity, then you have no idea if what you're doing is actually making progress. Right. Exactly. Um, you are, you are a boat out to sea without a rudder and, and you are just, floating around aimlessly without any real direction on what you're doing and where you're going. And so you have to have absolute clarity on what you want so that as you uh, are intentional with that time, that time is being invested in the right places to provide the best output towards that particular goal. Well, it directs That's right. how that time is used, right? Which is, I'm going to call you to action right now that we're talking about having something of value to pass down to pass to the next generation in whatever form that may be. If you don't have your own financial freedom picture, 
it's so easy to do that. We created a free course for you to do it. Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash passport and spend some time working on you, right? You can't pass down something that you don't currently possess. And that really comes with clarity of your vision of financial freedom so that then you can start to dictate your time towards that end. And then you have something to then pass along. Like I talk a lot about on the show that really Wealth of That Wall Street is an outpouring of two morons looking backwards and saying, hey, what worked well for us over the last 12 years? And by morons, I mean Russ and I. And realizing that there were some steps that we took that we didn't even realize we were taking that now we can pass on to you to help you get their financial freedom in a fraction of the time that it took us, you know? So do that step for yourself. And, and I think the other part of this is give yourself a practical way to force yourself to teach your children or your grandchildren about infinite banking. When you set up a policy on yourself, and the system where it then leads down to your spouse and to your children. Now you have a, at least an excuse to talk about the financial picture of your family as a, as a unit, like this is our banking system and this is how it works. Like Russ and I are spending time with our daughters every Friday right now. This is another practical you could take away from this call or to this, this podcast is we specifically are walking our daughters through the process of financial freedom one step at a time. It started with stewardship. It then went to uh, infinite banking or budgeting and, and that kind of basic stuff. Then we went to infinite banking and then we showed them their policies. Hey, this is what we, we've been building for you. And how does it work? And what can you do with it? And by the way, you know how you're buying land right now? And you're, we're starting this Turo business over here and we're doing all these things. That has all come from this system that now you're going to be a part of. So introducing to your kids, like setting that policy up on yourself um, is a critical part, in my opinion, of giving yourself a framework to then start giving down to the next generation. Ernie, what about you? Any other thoughts on how specifically to create impact? Well, those are many, many things there. Maybe I'll just add a couple. The, and as I think about how can I, how can I do this? How can you do this? These are, these are, I'm, I'm talking to myself because <laughs> it right. is, it's a battle. It's, we've talked about imperfect action. This is, this is a battle. And JD, to your point, if we don't know where we're going, we don't know if it's worth it if we're not really clear that, that this, if we don't, if we haven't visualized, if we don't know what this looks like, we don't know if it's worth it. So one thing I would say is how can you create impact? You gotta be at where your feet at. You gotta be present. You gotta show up. Mm. Can't be absent, which is a problem I see in wall street. You just gotta go to work. You just gotta get promoted. You just gotta work harder. You got to take all your resources. You got to go put it away. It can't be present. It's got to be away. We can't trust you to, to steward this, to go put this to work. You got to go put it away and, and we'll give it back at some point in the future. You got to be at where your feet at. And then I, I would just, for me, you got to battle. You got to battle what's important because we're, I am marketed to. I get excited about what I think is important. That isn't 
what I know is important. And so I got to stay, I got to stay focused. I got to stay on the path. I got to stay disciplined. I have to do the regular things like you're doing meeting on a, on a basis. There's got to be some sort of a cadence. Ultimately, I guess this is about leadership, isn't it? We have to set the pace. We have to be consistent. We have to be clear. We have to communicate. We have to pass on and just acknowledge it's, it's imperfect. And we have to battle ourselves. We have to battle the world. Well, th- this is off script, Ernie, but I'm going to throw this in. As you hear Ernie talk about this, this is leadership. And you may not think or feel like you are the best leader for your own finances right now. And that's because Wall Street's convinced you that you just, you really aren't smart enough. It's not really your thing. You just need to kind of blindly just shove money into this 401k and hope for the best. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you, even an imperfect you at the helm of your finances is better than just abdicating that to Wall Street. Mm. And this is, why, this is why we exist. I mean, we exist to empower you to be that person, to be that leader, to change the projection of your future and your family's future instead of just waiting for somebody else to do it. Ernie, what were you going to say? Yeah, I, I'll just, one, one last thing to that is there's a dynamic there where, where we do have to take responsibility. We do have to step up to the plate. Uh, and again, I'm talking to myself, this isn't about me. This isn't for me. Well, I mean, I, I, you say stewardship, Joey. If if someone is the steward, they're a steward to someone, right? What what is this about? Why why am I here? What why who has entrusted to me these abilities? This mind, who has blessed me with the ability to discover these things? And then, who am I servant? Who am I a servant of? I'm I'm not out to to just spend time on me to get mine, to pursue me. Uh, I, I want to live a life viewed of, wow, how can I receive this and pass it on? How can I use this not to be a go-getter, but a go-giver? Great point. So I, I would just say the, the temptation would be, oh, I got to go. I got to go get mine. This is about me. This is for me. And yeah. not to say that your financial freedom isn't created because of you or in spite of you. But this is something that can be passed on. And how much greater is it to see people down the line doing the same things that you've been given, but doing them a little bit faster, a little bit better, a little bit more equipped than you were when you began? What an opportunity. No doubt. Mark, why don't you take us home? Any specific ways to impact the next generation you can think of? Yeah, my, my landing the plane comment is similar to what Ernie's was. If, if you're not getting your affairs straight, how do you plan on impacting others? If you don't have your ducks in a row, how do you, how do you ever expect to tell other people how to do that or how to help them do it? Um, I was talking to a young gentleman this past week and he was super fired up. He's, he's got his own cleaning business. You know, it, it's moving along, it's growing. He's got challenges in it. But when we started getting into, well, what's your goal? What do you, you know, what, what, what do you really want to accomplish here? we finally got down to the granular point of he wanted to have the freedom and the time to go and impact his community, but he wanted to do it potentially from an elected office so that he could start to change some of the policies and things in his local area that he felt were not aligned with what was in the best interest of everybody. 
And that's not just impacting the next generation, that's impacting generations to come. And so what a, what a great, clear thought and a great, great, clear vision of what he wanted to do and what he wanted that opportunity to look like if he was fortunate enough to get to it. So, um, and again, guys, it's, it, it's not like it's this huge lofty thing where you, you've got to go out and, you know, save the world or whatnot. It could be as simple as just, you know, saying hi to someone or giving someone a call, you know, just checking in on someone when they need it, because that, that touch point, that level of assistance, that level of caring and compassion is going to translate through that person. And you don't know where that ripple is going to end, but it could end up being the thing that, that really ignites it for someone else and, and makes someone else's life and world even better. Hmm. Well said, well said. Well, um, you've heard it here, guys. Uh, this is the way we're going to practically um, join together as a group to help each other in the places that we don't really necessarily feel strong like that we are, are really good at passing this information on, but to collectively, we can gather tips and trips from each other and, and start to implement these things imperfectly. And that's what we're, the inner circle is all about. So we're about to jump into the inner circle for a live Q&A, um, more coaching opportunities so that we can go deeper on this subject or anything else that they really need help to get to the financial freedom goal that they have set for themselves. So if you're not a part of that, jump on a call with one of these coaches, go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash free call. They'll walk you through exactly how to be a part of this. We'd love to have you. If you got a value from today's podcast, please share it. You know, this is uh, go on, on all the major places and rate us and review us so that other people can find us as well. Um, we look forward to being with you on the next episode. Have a great day. This has been the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the Wall Street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms in places you understand so that your wealth will never run dry. See you next episode.